Hi everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Pep Talks. I'm your host Sophie Oxley, Marketing and Communications Manager here at Peppermint Technology. Now you all know the drill now, as with all Pep Talks we'll be doing a short introduction and then jumping in to 15 minutes of fresh thinking with our guest who today is a good friend of Peppermint from across the pond in the US, Bob Beach. Bob is the CEO at Pinnacle in the US. Uh, they are an implementation partner for us here at Peppermint, as well as other well-known legal technology vendors in the market. In essence though, Pinnacle and Peppermint are a partnership made in heaven when it comes to delivering world-class client engagement solutions to law firms, as well as case and matter management. We're the software and they're the implementation experts. We're like yin and yang, peanut butter and jelly, two peas, one pod, call it what you want, we're a great team. But on to Bob. Bob joined Pinnacle as CEO following a major investment in the US business in 2019. Charged with the task of managing the growth of their client base in the US across the annual top 200 law firms, we're actually delighted to have worked with Bob on our first US customer ad, Dickinson Wright, who were in the process of implementing Peppermint client engagement. Bob has deep experience in the legal technology market. In fact, I'd go so far to say that he's an industry veteran. And before life at Pinnacle, Bob was the co-founder of Nextlaw Partners and held senior roles at Thomson Reuters and LexisNexis. So having gone around some of the major houses in legal tech, I'm excited to hear more about why Bob thinks it's time to stop talking about CRM failures and start talking about success. So Bob, welcome to Pep Talks. Now, whilst we obviously don't want to dwell on the failure aspect of your statement for too long, because that would just be contradictory, I guess let's kick it off by saying, why do you think CRM so often gets such a bad rap in law firms? Sure. Well, thanks for that introduction, Sophie. I'm really happy to be here. Um, What's interesting is that, um, you know, CRM failures uh, have been within you know sort of the legal industry and even outside of the legal industry have been pretty well documented over the last you know 20 years or so and yeah it's it's almost like a car crash you know you can't you can't look away everyone wants to talk about why things have failed and um, really our perspective has just been that instead of thinking about the failures and it's good certainly to understand you know why you kind of got to a place you got to and things you should avoid and that kind of stuff um, it's far better to think about how we can be successful, like how our firm can be successful with this CRM uh, initiative. Mm-hmm. And so that really is where, where this comes from, is like, let's stop thinking of the negative, let's think about the positive and where, where we're headed and how we can get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what, what are the positives? What does success look like? Oh, you're gonna... <laughs> what should we be focusing on? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. And what's really interesting is that that's the question that we will ask uh, ask stakeholders um, uh, when we sort of kick off a project, even early on in, in the process of thinking about the CRM initiative. Uh, we'll say, we'll you know, have all the stakeholders in a room and we'll say, what, is, what does success look like for you mm. and for your firm? 
And uh, I joke that if, if, if you're really trying to stop a conversation, you ask that question um, because it gets really silent. You know, people start looking down, they look at their shoes, they look at the, you know, no one will answer the question of what does success look like for you? And then we'll press them on it. And eventually, you know, people will start throwing out answers like, well, we've got to be on time, we've got to be on budget. Uh, we've got to replace this other system, you know, things like that, which are all valid. You know, I always try to make a point to say these are all valid reasons to, to you know, to, to be doing something. But are they really the, the are they really the success metrics that you're after? And I'll throw out this. I'll say, so you're making this huge investment so that you can be on time and on budget. Mm-hmm. And you know, then people sort of get it and they say, OK, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and really, what is what is real success look like? And what we found is that they that SACOs have a hard time thinking through that. And so we we effectively put together a model that that helps them to understand that, uh, you know, what real success looks like and that what they typically have thought of as success is really about putting a technology in. It's about an implementation. And we like to point out that once you've, you know, at the point you've implemented, so you've gone live, you've gone through all this work and, you know, it's the go live date and we are live and, and people are using it. All you've really done at that point is increase the cost base of the firm. You've spent the firm's money. You've not achieved any value. You've got the potential for value. Um, and it's really important then to understand what does real success look like so you can be moving down the path towards that value. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, do you think when you're talking to law firms and also, I guess, being cognizant of the fact that Pinnacle work with a lot of different technology partners, is is success driven by features? And if so, like which features in CRM sort of keep getting called out? Because so often we hear, oh, CRM's just a glorified address book. It's just, you know, a postcard app, for example. The criticism goes on. But it is more than that. And so to what extent do you think that the features are driving for the success? Well, I think the features are important for success as long as they're aligned with what the definition of success is. So, so we 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 try to advise clients that so there's really so we think about success in we have this four pillar model, and the first pillar is implementation success. You know, do we put the technology in properly? And, you know, was it on time? Was it on budget? All those things I just spoke about. Yeah. The second pillar builds on that, and that is user success. Are people using it? Right? Do they are they are they using it? Have they effectively sort of executed the change and are now using the software the way that it was meant to be. And then it moves on to the third pillar, which we think of as operational success. And it's really about have we have we improved productivity? Are we more efficient? Are we more effective in the things that we are doing around that CRM system? And then ultimately, ultimately the, the success is about a financial return. There's an economic value add that needs to come out of this. And that's the thing that is really missing is that no one will will sort of look at it and say we're the reason we're doing this is because we are trying to um, have some financial return and that could be either in the form of we've we've become so efficient that we've lowered our costs it could be that we've become so effective that we're helping to drive revenue or whatever it might be um, but that's where it starts and working backwards from that you eventually will identify the features that you need to get there and so it's difficult to say like with what are the most important features because it really depends on what the objective of the firm is. Now we know that you know 
firms need things like opportunity management. They need to be able to execute mailings. They, you know, there's all these sort of tactical marketing things that are going on. But you know, in, in our view, you have to sort of align those things to ultimately what that you know, financial success is going to mean. Because I'll, I'll often say, like, if really all you're doing is you're just trying to execute mailings, then maybe you should have just bought a better email marketing solution, you know, instead yeah. of making a big investment into like all these things, you know. And so th th I guess, you know, the features are important as long as they align with where, you know, the business thinks that, you know, their success is going to come from. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it's something that you've actually said to me before. CRM means different things to different people. So, I mean, how do you manage the expectations that different roles have within a business when it comes to CRM? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, we, we, one of my colleagues came up with a really, um, really clever uh, use of the CRM acronym. And, and I, and I, and if I'm failing now to remember all of them, but it's everything from computerized Rolodex management to, you know, computerized regular mailings and like all these really interesting, you know, client relationship management. I mean, there's all these things that, and it's to point out that CRM does mean different things to different people. If I'm, you know, if I'm a marketing person that is focused on getting mailings out, all I'm thinking about is CRM is the system that enables me to send out a mailing. Um, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm a, a, a partner, I might be thinking about, well, CRM, this needs to be the place that is helping me manage all of my relationships and especially around key clients and all of that kind of stuff. And so we we kind of factor that in to, you know, to this, this success modeling that we do. And really it's trying to, you know, you look at all those areas and figure out like across these different roles, what does success mean to each of them? In fact, we'll, we'll say to you know, you might start off and say, you know, listen, we we're, we're implementing the CRM system because we think, you know, it's going to help our firm. You know, really, it's going to be the the tip of the spear, and it's going to help us drive revenue. And we expect by having the CRM system and all the things that we're going to do with it that we're going to be able to make see this uplift in revenue or something like that, whatever it might be. But then it's important to sort of pull that back a little bit, sort of peel back the onion, and say, okay, well, what is like how how does the marketing person that's doing mailings, how does their role in using the CRM system help to get to that objective? You know, and then how does the, the partner that's going to be using the system for relationship management purposes, how, how is what they're going to be doing going to help us get to that objective? And to make sure that you've got the right features and functionality and process and all of that stuff to support, support that. Mm, absolutely. So I guess one final question I've got is, Sam, I'm a law firm. I've been burnt by my CRM system. What's one piece of advice you would give me to sort of refocus? Uh, you know, I guess I've said it a bunch of times. It would be to think about what success really means and think about it starting from, you know, what is the impact we're going to have on the business with this CRM system? And then work backwards from there to understand you know, what process improvements do we need to make to, to help to achieve that? What things do we need to do to make sure that the people that are going to, that are using the system or will be using the system are able to, and, you know, will successfully adopt it to, to achieve those productivity improvements and to achieve those business benefits, and then make sure that you've got the right technology and the right, you know, partner and all of those things that will, you know, kind of be the starting point of all of it. Uh, but it's, it really is about thinking, you know, um, about, 
what real success is, what that end result is that you're looking for, and that has to be related to to a, a business benefit, benefit, a business improvement. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, look, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Um, if you would like more information, then please do head to Pinnacle's website. That's pinnacleoa.com. Um, thank you again and look forward to, to chatting a bit more soon. <laughs> Thanks, Sophie. And that ends the third episode of Pep Talks. Next week, we'll be releasing our next lineup of guests from the Peppermint team, from our partner network, and from our very own customer base as well. We'll look forward to you joining us, and thank you again for tuning in.